We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to another episode of the California Golden Bearcast, a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We're finally back with a normal, long, like, form podcast. Uh, we have a lot, lot to cover. So we basically said, hey, not an 89 Blitz today. Uh, we missed out. And a lot of this news is relatively, relatively late. We're like a few weeks behind on a lot of this stuff. So. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of that today, and it's probably in the description of the podcast that you're listening to right now, but I'm one of your co-hosts, Rob, alongside me, of course, Andy. Andy, it is Wednesday. He is mad at me because I potentially spoiled Loki, which I really didn't. All I said was it was a great episode, um, and so he's he's here. He's he's not pouting, but he is, he is somewhat mad at me, <laughs> but hopefully Cal stuff will uh, smooth that over. But how are you today? Don't count on it, bucko. <laughs> <laughs> Things are good, dude. How's it going with you? I can't complain. Um, it's Summer's almost over. Football is around the corner. We're in mid-July. Fall camp starts the first week of August. We're there. <laughs> We're here. We're here, Andy. We're. It's so close, You can. I can feel it. I can feel it. This is where the hype begins. Yes. Yes. No TVA coming in to prune us from this timeline because football is around the corner. My goodness. I thought you were gonna spoil it again. <laughs> no, I went with the general I went with everything that you've seen like the first two episodes of that TV show. It's quality. It's quality. Qual- quality. Quality TV show. Um but man, does that excite you that football's like right around the corner? Like it's we're within reach of at least getting to know like fall camp stuff, right? Like, yeah, I went for a road bike ride with my buddy Charlie, fellow go- uh, Golden Bear rugby player at Cal, and we rode through campus, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're close. We're back. We're close. Yeah, it felt you're... good. I was like, oh, nice. There are like, people walking around, because yeah. like, last time I think I, we were on campus, it was you and I in the pandemic, and that was it. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Empty. It was, it was totally it was empty. empty. Yeah. So, stoked. It was an understatement. Talked about it with, I'll give another shout out today. Two early shout outs. It's Anderson Franco, avid listener. 
who was asking me a bunch of questions about the upcoming upcoming football season and trying to get him on board on the hype train. So I think I saw an athlete on campus, but you never know. I could have just <laughs> been... <laughs> I, I saw a guy wearing an Under Armour Cal shirt, and I'm pretty sure he looked like an athlete. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should probably stop doing this. <laughs> Given that... I did get asked several times when I was in college if I was on the football team. And one of the times I was like, absolutely. Starting starting place kicker. <laughs> holder. Yeah. Place kick holder. You see me out there? I'm out there for four plays a game. <laughs> if that. If that. Three and a half. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that that's a good segue because Cal Athletics – announced on June 24th that all outdoor fall sports, right, will be at full capacity this fall. Yeah! Yeah! I mean, I mean, this is like, what, like about a month ago or a little less than a month ago. Um, Dude, for those that don't know, that it's actually how Rob cheers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you ever uh, go to a game you oh ever go to gosh. a game it's not really, that dissimilar from it's not actual... that high pitched i'm just like giggling and laughter like throughout the thing or if like i'm like hands in my face just like in in utter disarray dude the garbers touchdown stanford i think it was just as high pitched as you just did it yeah if not higher and louder <laughs> yeah if not oh my god Oh my god! If not, yeah, that yeah. was pretty. That was pretty. I mean, the exact nice. opposite version of that is you and me at the cheese bowl. <laughs> like it's just, it's just utter silence, hands in the face, just shaking yeah. our head, like just no, no sounds. Was that another interception? Yeah. <laughs> do we even do we even need to look at the replay? Like it's it's this this the way this game's going. That's that's clearly in. Um, but we're almost there. Against Nevada, September 4th, with a full Memorial Stadium as of now. Um, mm. Jim, Jim Knowlton said in, in the press release, we are excited to be able to welcome our fans back to Memorial and to all of our outdoor venues this fall. We know how much our fans have missed the experience of attending our games in person, which we can see through a 90, 95% renewal rate for football season tickets and a high demand for new tickets. We are looking forward to an exciting season here in Berkeley, and as we as we have done since the start of the pandemic, we will follow all state and local health protocols to ensure a safe environment for all those who come out to our games. And Cal Athletics also announcing today uh, that game tickets, all home game tickets, are available for sale. So you can go buy your tickets right now as you're listening to this. Get hype. We're there. We made it. We're almost, we made it. It's been a long year and a half mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. just about yeah <laughs> i mean i think the real thing too uh and i uh, i feel like i've been talking about this a lot lately but if you're paying attention to the trends it's not great yeah things aren't great no i wouldn't i think the important thing that you said is for now because yeah. if yeah, there are 135,000 covid cases in the u.s last week yeah that delta that delta variant isn't helping and people not getting vaccinated is helping so you know we'll see i'm optimistic that there'll be something uh particularly for vaccinated people but to what degree and if there's mass require a mask requirement 
wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. Uh, but still better than last year. Nothing <laughs> could be as bad as last year. Four games last year. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, that is a good transition into what happened last year. All right. So our first story of uh, this weird pandemic year, of course, is the ASU news that Andy and I uh, kind of we were like debating whether like what George Reister's tweet like a few days before this news actually happened, like what it was talking about. And that's on our former podcast. You can go listen to that and what our predictions were. Um, I, I don't think any of us expected it to be this, but um, Herm Edwards, the current head coach of ASU and the ASU program is under investigation by the NCAA for recruiting violations during the pandemic. So um, I wrote the article on June 17th for Rifford, California. It says ASU is being investigated for allegedly committing multiple recruiting violations and infractions during the extended dead period due to COVID-19. According to Pete Thamel of Yahoo Sports and The Athletic, um, the investigation already holds documentation uh, already holds documentation that includes specific evidence of multiple examples of high school prospects taking illicit on-campus recruiting trips to Arizona State's campus. Those came during the pandemic-inspired dead period that ended June 1st. For more than a year prior, the NCAA rules explicitly banned players from visiting on-campus because of COVID-19. The dossier, according to sources, lays out pieces of both the players' trips to campus and how those trips were paid for. It was originally broken, of course, as I said, by Pete Thamel of... Uh, Yahoo Sports, and then Doug Haller and Bruce Feldman of The Athletic did like a secondary piece to it. So um, just to read you a little bit more news tidbit on it is um, in the dossier, it includes screenshots, receipts, pictures, and emails related to numerous potential violations within the Arizona State uh, football program. The NCAA enforcement staff is in possession of these documents, and um, among the enforcement staff members working on the case is Vic Denardi, and um, he declined to comment but he did uh he did like say that they did have those documents in hand arizona state's compliance chief steve webb um said that asu officials are conducting internal interviews as well and the ncaa has declined to comment so far um and then here's the here's the meat part sources said that members of the football program deliberately blatantly and consistently broke rules related to hosting players during the dead period including coach herm edwards meeting with recruits a source added that the evidence included pictures of the visit, including Edwards with a recruit who ended up enrolling at ASU. Quote, it's clear whoever provided it had a ton of access and knowledge of the football program, end quote. A source told Yahoo Sports, quote again, from that same source, the stuff in there wouldn't be provided by anyone else outside the football program. Investigations are still currently ongoing. And in real life, it is still currently on ongoing. All right. So... Your thoughts when all this happened, like in this story? My first actual reaction to this was that it made me feel a hell of a lot better about losing Jaden Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you start to read into it and you're like, there's so much here. Yeah. From a workplace culture standpoint, where you have Antonio Pierce, who apparently had way too much control with way too little checks on that control, or power is another good word for that. And then to the lauded Arizona State model of CEO and you know, the, the revamped way that they've done it, to 
just I, I mean think right there was a actual discourse on Twitter there were people like are they gonna get the death penalty which was like no because I don't think the death penalty exists in 2021 anymore these programs are far too big than what they used to be back in the day and age where SMU actually got it but yeah I mean my initial reaction was like one what you just said about an internal staffer taking all that someone was looking out I don't necessarily think they might have looked at this and said I'm gonna get them I actually think they're probably just looking out for number one and I would do that too because if I was in a position where I was watching all of these illegal things happen and I had no say I'd already said it and they were like stop talking fine I'll stop talking I wouldn't work there but so be it. If I'm going to be this person, I'm going to stay there. Fine. Start taking pictures. Start <laughs> start collecting the things so that when inevitably this comes crashing down, I can say, yeah, not me. Not associated with it. I was the one. You know, it, I, I saw it going on. I made clear it was known. I wanted nothing to do with it. But, it, you know, it was in the middle of the pandemic. Didn't feel like the right time for me to quit my job. What about you, Rob? What was your reaction? My reaction was, like, could you be any stupider? <laughs> like, could you, honestly, like, like, so, so my my thought process came to like full circle when I read that quote. Uh, which article was it? There was one article that quoted another Power Five conference head coach that said, and it was something along. I'm I'm, I'm just uh, I'm not. It's not word for word, but. It was something along the lines of, like, they have to do something quick because I'm pissed. And I think the reason that that person is pissed is because because COVID-19 wasn't just, like, a rule, right? It was like, an, it was like a health issue for all of these teams and all these kids and all these people. Every single Power 5 school abided by that rule, right? Because it's not only just from the NCAA. It's, like, from their state, from, from the university standpoint, like, you know, liability, all that stuff. And so I think most Power 5 schools, maybe maybe there's some other stories that come up with other schools that um, didn't abide by the, the COVID violations. But when when this type of, like, thing was put out to all the coaches and those programs, they kind of, like, all agreed as, like, a unit, right, of, like, coaches and, and programs. Like, yeah, we're not going to do this for the time being. Like, this isn't, like, a recruiting violation where, like, I decided to give him, like, you know, 100 bucks. Like, this is, like – we're all as no to give no one a competitive advantage during this dead or during the pandemic we're all gonna not do this right um it's a fundamental values yeah it's a fundamental values issue and, that uh, they legit were just like nope yeah they were, <laughs> we're just gonna like pass they're like oh if we do this no one's gonna find out <laughs> and uh so. it's so like if you look at the evidence and like some of these stories that they showed, apparently there's a photo of uh, Herm Edwards and a recruit, right? And it's taken from behind Herm Edwards. So, sure, maybe you could have said like plausible deniability and be like, "That's not me," but or uh, or like that is me, but like that could have been at any point in time. Like it, it could have been dr- not during the pandemic, right? Except the only issue with that photo is that apparently in the corner, because it's in the weight room, there's a TV on. And it's showing a women's NCAA March Madness game 
and it shows like the score and the time. So you can exactly pinpoint yeah. which day it was. Like <laughs> it's oh my goodness. Like the the the, the stupidity um of like of trying to trying to do this. And and I think if I'm an ASU fan, I might be pissed because honestly, this didn't pay out for them. <laughs> it's not like they got like a, a high crop tier of recruits coming in because of like all of these little uh, visits and stuff, right? <laughs> That's. I mean, yes, you can be pissed for that reason. <laughs> I mean, I think I think I'd be like you can you can kind of weigh it like just. I mean, I wouldn't if Cal decided to do this. I think we're just we're done. Like we're like um, everyone. Need, every we need a full full reset. But yeah. I think if you you could kind of like tell yourself if you're like a, a program that that values the sport more than the program itself, then you can kind of convince yourself you're like, all right, well. We did those recruiting violations, but it turned out to be like four or five star recruits. <laughs> like you can convince yourself of that. Um, like the evidence, the evidence would just be like, so obvious. Yeah. It's like, oh, they landed four or five star recruits this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that you know this story is one. It's very interesting to kind of see it come and be so prominent in the sports world, and now it's kind of gone away. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going away for both the NCAA. And I don't think it's going away for uh, ASU, but it will be interesting to see like how it comes back. Things like this tend to get swept under the rug with the NCAA. I mean, Arizona was so obvious that Arizona was paying players. They were paying high school recruits and they were doing it through uh, sponsors like Adidas. And I don't, did anything happen to Arizona as a program? No, it just happened to the individual that was doing it. <laughs> they somehow separated the fault away from the university, pretended that the university was fine, and am I remember that correctly? Well, they I self mean, maybe I'm painting it. Well, they self-imposed a postseason ban, so okay, they didn't play in the Pac-12 tournament, nor were they eligible to play in March Madness this year. A self-imposed postseason ban feels like a pretty good, uh, <laughs> pretty good punishment. It's like, damn, I messed up. All right. You know what, Rob? I'm going to punish myself by uh, only taking one Hawaiian vacation this year <laughs> instead of two. <laughs> All right. You're like, oh, that seems like a good job, Andy. Way to, way to really take responsibility there and <laughs> sacrifice something that means a lot to you. <laughs> I, Yeah, I think you and I both agree that this was – way too stupid and way too loose like you don't do something that you know is blatantly illegal like this loosely <laughs> like they were like flying in recruits like they were putting them in vans and like driving them around campus like there's also the the store there one of the stories says like Jaden Daniel's mom was part of it like paying recruits <laughs> like she kind of uh like sent them money so that they can buy the plane tickets to like fly but that was like given by the football program like or one of the coaches and there's just like so many things that are like little details that are now like coming to light that it's like oh god like this is a lot deeper and a lot more like connect interweaved with a lot of people it, it wasn't just like a one-off coach you know that was convinced by like a parent to pay them off to get the kid to to go to their school like this is like an intricate web of systems that like you know like Herm Edwards, like can't just say like I had no idea this was going on because of how deep 
it went. Like Firm might get out of this with his job, maybe. Well, if they scapegoat Antonio Pierce, if they scapegoat Antonio Pierce, like you know, Antonio Pierce is gone. But there's right. there's so many violations at this point where it's like, um, right. shouldn't you know? Like if it's like a one off thing, I'm like, all right, yeah, fine, maybe maybe you really didn't uh, know. I mean, Herm's in the picture. Yeah, we know Herm. Knew. Yeah. we know he knew. I think maybe if they just say, you know, Herm Edwards, I was CEO. I gave too much power to Antonio Pierce. He ran wild. I thought it was cool, or I thought we had approved it with NC. I don't know. Who knows yeah. how you're going to shift that Yeah, how you can spin it. Yeah. But I think that maybe they get – but I – you know, and let me just say this. If both of them keep their jobs and Arizona State's allowed to play with postseason eligibility this season, I mean – this whole thing's a joke. Yeah. We already know <laughs> this whole thing's a joke with NCAA, but this solidifies it. Be, this solidifi- solidifies that it. That would be a cherry on top yeah. of like a five-layer cream cake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about the NIL stuff later, which in turn, like, we have a lot to say about the, the NCAA and the NIL stuff. But it's kind of like that, right, where it's like, hey, you guys, you guys figure this out like that quickly. Like you knew this was possible, you guys just didn't decide to do it for the longest time, and that's kind of the same thing with the ASU stuff. It's like you guys could easily just like, you know, just not let them participate in a bowl game just because of the sheer amount of evidence that's already against the program. Like it doesn't matter whose fault it is, at least in the within. Like you have to somehow punish the program first, um, and so yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully this goes by uh, that they figure this out quickly. And I think what you lose by not doing that is narrative. Yeah. And I think like that's what I've seen that Arizona State has been able to actually do, which is shocking because of what you just said, that there's so much evidence and so much has been said. I mean, the the Mel article on its own was enough to take down that program. Yep. And yet what Arizona State has been able to do, their AD came out. It's like we need to just focus on what's important, what's in front of us. And then they've been able to do that. And and now it sort of feels, oh, is the NCAA just the bad guy that's interrupting good old ASU? Like, that's the narrative that I think you lose without... It, it's very similar to how slow the response was with the Dodgers and Trevor Bauer. Yeah. And, and while they got to the right place, they got there too late. And so it's like the NCAA, I think it's the same thing. If you come out and you say, all right, given the accusations with the evidence we have received, there is a temporary ban on the Arizona State program for the postseason for 2021. Until we do our investigation, this is what's happening. Now, side effect impact of, side effect impact of that could be that Arizona State loses a bunch of transfers but the evidence is or like loses a bunch of players to transfer but the evidence is already there and that's the difference it's like i understand if it's just like an accusation that's out there where you might not have it but since you know you have pictures of people yeah you have an entire dossier of like pictures and emails and messages just come out just be like no they're done for this year so if you're at arizona state we'll give you free transfer but these guys messed up so they're done and, you know, NCAAs, I don't know. Who knows what happens at the NCAA at this point? It's just like, 
What happens in those meetings? I would love to know. They could. You ever seen that South Park episode about the uh, pandemic? Or sorry, not the pandemic. The haven't uh, they done so many of those? <laughs> the 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 collapse of the of the uh, the economy. I haven't and, seen like, that one. Stan goes to return his Margaritaville Spencer or dispenser and t- goes back and finally goes to Congress and or the Supreme Court or something and they're like, all right, what should we do? And they have a board and they what they do is they take a chicken and they cut off its head and put the chicken and have it run around on the board and wherever it dies, that's what they do. And they're like, all right, another bailout. <laughs> that's what I feel like the NCAA does. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness all right well enough talk of that let's uh i mean i guess not enough talk of that it's a better transition is we're going into recruiting since we're talking about recruiting but we're talking about good fun recruiting for cal because we missed out on a ton of uh commitments and i'm not actually sure how many of these we might have covered and how many of these we haven't but i know for a fact that like five of these we did not cover so the first one is of a commitment from Juco defensive lineman Darius Long from the College of San Mateo. Um, he got his offer from the Cal staff on June 14th, and then he committed on June 16th. Incredible. Yeah, it was awesome. And it, it add a total position of need. Yeah. And that's what I noticed with this class is we are definitely going D-line. Yeah, and this was also because of like the Brett Johnson season ending injury, right? Like we, we needed like an immediate impact, like a transfer defensive lineman to fill some of that rotation and and depth issues that we were going to have. And they did it with a defensive line transfer. Um, And so he'll be able to play. And then on top of that, on June 18th, defensive lineman Curly Thomas, the fourth commits to the bears. He was arguably Cal's number one defensive line target. And they got him after he visited uh, Berkeley with Cal commits Jackson Moy and Nate Burrell. And you can see, like, Jackson Moy and Nate Burrell, like, tweeting after he had committed, like, like uh, or after those two have committed. And they're like, you know what the next move is, bro. And they were, like, tweeting at him uh, constantly. One of the funniest parts about his commitment is that this dude, <laughs> this dude committed as he was leaving Oklahoma State from an official visit. <laughs> he went to Oklahoma State, and he, he tweeted an, he tweeted a tweet on June 18th that said, Thanks to Cowboys football coach Gundy for a great time. I'm still full from yesterday. And that's two – he posted that two – a mere two hours before he com- he uh, posted his commitment to Cal video, <laughs> which I think is awesome. Um, he is – he is – he is a force to be reckoned with, and it's – Dude, imagine like next year, right? Or not even next year, but like in, in a couple of years. Like our D line rotation of Kelly Calhoun, Derek Wilkins, Curly Thomas, Jackson Moy, Nate Burrell, and like whoever else we decide to pick up along the way. I'm not even, I didn't even talk about Demonic Williams, too. Like, oh my goodness. Like we are going to straight up destroy some offensive lines. Yeah, D E D E D E D T D T or D E. Like yeah. it's crazy. We're going so heavy on the D line. <laughs> yep, it's about damn time. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've been calling that for years. Yeah. So that is really what we need. And yeah, with Brett Johnson being out, Luke Beckett coming back, 
which I'm not totally positive that we talked about. We haven't talked about that either, uh, but we can get to that in a little bit. Uh, oh, sorry. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert. There we go. Uh, I just want to get through all the recruiting like commitments first, and then we can talk about like how the how the roster is shaping up. But offensive line, Sio uh, Ape Vakitani um, committed on June 23rd after visiting Cal two weeks prior to that. Um, and he is the he's going to be the future uh, guard for a running back that actually committed right before him in Caleb Johnson. Caleb Johnson is from Hamilton, Ohio, three star running back. Um, this is SG Bear, our uh, our best recruiting analysis guy on Rifer, California. Caleb Johnson is a bigger back at six one two fifteen. Hamilton, a north suburb of Cincinnati, he self-declares a 4-4-40 on his huddle page. Um, he's he's like a big back. He's the guy that's going to get you like the couple of inches that you need on like fourth and short. Um, but like he's he's a dude. Uh, he took unofficial visits to Michigan, Ohio State, took an official to Iowa State, visited Iowa, um, but he ended up committing to Cal under Aristotle Thompson. Um, after that, the big one, the big, 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 big one, another running back, four-star Jaden Ott. Um, that was like, I was super surprised that we pulled him. Uh, but the four-star running back out of Bishop Warman um, is, he joins Caleb Johnson as the second running back in the class. He's a former Oregon commit who was prior a five-star running back. He holds offers from half of the Pac-12, ASU, Colorado, Oregon, Oregon State, UCLA, Utah, Washington State, as well as big-time uh, Power 5 programs like Georgia, Nebraska, and Purdue. His offer list is straight ridiculous. Um, and so, yeah, Jaden Knott played his freshman year at Norco, where he racked up 1,096 rushing yards and 13 TDs over 12 games as a running back as a freshman in high school. That's it's insane. Um, he had three Pac-12 offers coming off of his freshman year, and he committed to Oregon before the summer began. And then, and then he kind of took a step back a little bit. Uh, but then, if you if you go to the Where for California website, you look up Jaden Knott, you can see SG Bear's entire analysis. I don't want to read through all of it because it is very very deep, and it like basically uh, dissects his entire sophomore year highlight because a lot of these kids don't have junior year highlights because either the season was delayed or, you know, games weren't recorded and so on. So there's not a lot, but he is, he is fast. He is fast. Uh, he, he has an outdoor track, a hundred meter uh, time. That's around 11.4 seconds. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty fast. Not, not quite job at best, but yeah, not quite job, but yeah. Some of the other guys that like, um, around Cal's team right now means that he's he, if that's 11.4 or 11.34 which is his personal record for 100 meter holds he's slightly faster than Chris Street Marcel Dancy and Ashton Shreddick uh, about the same speed as DeCarlos Brooks but is a little bit slower than guys like Monroe Young that's kind of the pecking order where you would put it so big time Big, big, big time recruiting over like the last month or so with guys coming off the final, like the three weeks or four weeks of official visits and all these guys just saying, you know what? Cal is the place I want to be. Yeah, I think that was really interesting too. Looking back in the last month, 
You know, I'm just going to read out some of these dates. 6-7-21, You know, I'm old enough, obviously kidding, to remember the Sonny Dykes era when we would have these official visits and, in like, I swear no one would commit. Yeah. It's quiet. And we'd like walk out with like three commits right now. We have nine. Yep. And yeah, something's changed. Something's definitely- we said that earlier. Something's changed. I don't know what they're feeding the kids there, but it's whatever it is, it's working. I mean, we've seen, I've, if you've seen the, like the photos, there's like, they did like a, a crawfish boil, like, which was, that looked stellar and delicious. Um, who knows what else they yeah, tra- cook for them. What, what would be the one meal that if you had it, you'd be like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> Has to be from the Bay Area. What? I don't know. What What one meal would you serve someone to convince them that the Bay Area is like the place to be, like food-wise? I don't <laughs> know what that is. Do you have a spot? What would you What would you serve them? Well, it's interesting because if I said my 33-year-old self, I'd sit myself in front of some omakase. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, damn, this is amazing. Yeah. Especially if you were from, like, you know, Nevada or, or some land, some landlocked Ohio. state. Yeah. yeah. You're like, whoa. Hmm. I do like the idea of, like, Dungeness Crab type, you yeah. know, something like, like unlimited Dungeness Crab. Yeah. <laughs> it would be... I also think our clam chowder holds up pretty good. It does. But I guess if you were going to say one meal that I think would appeal to a high schooler. Yeah. I think you got to go meats, right? You got to go, you got to go like. Ooh. No, I was going cheese board. Oh, you're going to go cheese board. Mm. See, cheese board Saturday. Saturday cheese board. Undefeated. Uh, it could be hit or miss though. Like with kids 18, like sourdough pizza, like. If I'm thinking back on it, like a 17 year old me would not have liked sourdough pizza, but like a 20, 21 year old me would have loved sourdough, like sourdough yeah, pizza. I know. I almost said square pie guys, but then I was like, that's Detroit style. Just, you can get it better if you go to Michigan. I know. That's I know. That's why I was like, I can't say that because, you know, we're copying. Yeah, I don't know. Damn. I'm, uh, I'm just as lost as you in terms of what what it could possibly be. But all, all we know is that they're feeding them well when there is any. <laughs> and they're showing them they're showing them like the best spots. So if you asked if you asked you or me <laughs> why the recruits are biting we're like food. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's got to be the food. Nothing to do with has... the football. Nothing <laughs> yes. to, nothing to do with like how they fit into our system. <laughs> merely nothing. merely the food. And that is <laughs> like, it. Yep. Nothing else. Done. Just put them in front of a bowl of marafuku ramen, and you're oh, good to go. Geez. Lock them up. Lock them up. Give them that marugame udon. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, that's all the recruiting stuff. Um, I think the big meat of what we're going to talk about today is this next part, which is, uh, I mean, honestly, any of these kids could come in, and if they like all the food, they can ask to be sponsored by them now because name, image, likeness – is now available for all college athletes to use to their advantage, which is insane. Yeah. Did you ever think we would get here? Like, I I thought it was a pipe dream 
honestly. And then it basically happened over a single week, right? <laughs> the, yeah, after the su- Supreme Court ruling, kind of. Yeah, when Judge Ka- really yeah. was Judge Kavanaugh yeah. went ham on on that in that one like in that one uh, statement, and then also like the NCAA basically saw all these states putting out their uh, laws, and were like, ah, crap, like. <laughs> we need to get ahead of this. So then they put out like these temporary temporary like NIL laws for this year for anyone who's an NCAA athlete. And everyone who's watching is as I said earlier, you had the power to do this and you knew exactly how to do it, but you did not do it. Like this this is all on you. Like this massive like just just a uh, uh, excuse the the profanity, but this entire clusterfuck of like trying to figure out like how nil was gonna work, you didn't need to. <laughs> it was you could have you could have just done it like they did, and uh, it's done. It's over. The first before like we go on to our takes, the first thing was Cal Athletics actually tweeted out when this went live was that the was nil is here. This is July first. NIL is here. Cal launches Golden Program to support student-athletes. And so what the Golden Program does, it's linked with the Cameron Institute, um, Berkeley, or Haas, the School of Business, and um, in Flickr. I have no idea what that is. Or Influencer. Maybe it's Influencer. Uh, Maybe that's what it's supposed to say. Hashtag Influencer. Um, I guess it's a company. Uh, But it's name, image, likeness, values, and opportunities. And what it does is that it provides uh, leadership and personal development. Um, and also, like, there's going to be NIL speakers uh, by Berkeley professors, industry leaders, professional athletes, NIL fundamentals, selecting an agent, value-based brand uh, value-based brand building, business principles. They're also going to give you post-bac certificates on entrepreneurship and business administration. Um, it talks about a partnership with the nation's leading student athlete brand building software, which is, I guess, what this is. Hashtag influencer. Um, it connects with verified partners such as Cameo, influential open sponsorship, uh, Koji, uh, Team Altimus. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Storyteller playbook, insider guide to brand strategies and best practices. And so they're offering this to all of their student athletes. And... Honestly speaking, I thought it was like just some, like we're trying to get ahead of the NIL stuff, but when you read the when you read the press release on it and like what they're planning to do with this, I was like, wow, they they, they this was in the works. Like they kind of saw that this was going to happen. I guess I guess they kind of had to know because California, the state of California, had those NIL laws that were supposed right. to go into effect in twenty twenty two, I believe. Uh, this right. just came a lot sooner, but. This is really cool that they're built. They have this resource built out so that like none of their student athletes gets taken advantage of, and that they can build out like their own brand um, using themselves. And so, I mean, here's what uh, AD Jim Knowlton said: We're excited to launch our NIL program, Golden. The University of California Berkeley has always been an amazing place for young men and women to build their brand and launch their careers. With the new NIL legislation in place, Golden will help provide additional tools for Cal student athletes to capitalize on their value in the marketplace in a distinct Cal way that builds on their achievements on the playing field, in the classroom, and in the community. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, it's, it's awesome. It's super cool to see. Um, the gold, to create the Golden Program, Cal Athletics assembled an NIL working group to consider how best to support student-athletes to monitor the landscape and explore options prior to the implementation of the new legislation. The committee ex- included, not excluded, included athletic department staff, current and former student-athletes, coaches, and faculty members. I believe uh, Elijah Hicks was a part of that group. Um, mm. And he is. And uh, he has a quote here that says, I've been fortunate to represent Cal student athletes on the NIL working group to help implement NIL at Cal. The group developed the golden program to help student athletes maximize what they can make using their name, image, and likeness. NIL will allow me to expand my brand by partnering with companies that have similar values as mine, such as intercepting poverty for struggling college students. I, this is, I, I thought it was awesome. Um, like that we basically launch the school, the athletics program, like, I'm proud to be associated with it just because of how they approached it and was like, we know it's happening. So here's all these resources for you so that you're starting off on your best foot. It's not like a, we're just going to throw you into uncharted territory by yourself. Yeah. That's a great call out. I think it's absolutely. Yeah. And, and that program has always been very good. Mm-hmm. The, the athletic performance or um, God, what it's called. I can't remember the exact name, but they've always done a really good job. And uh, of, but I'm so I'm not surprised. But it's also I think it's a really good call out in the sense that this thing just sort of happened, yeah, like overnight, and it happened so fast. And yeah, I mean, I guess we can get into the NCAA side of it, where they were just like, "Well, you guys figure it out." <laughs> <laughs> it was like they were just like, "Oh yeah, all right, we have one week." And uh, it's a full go. So you just figure it out for your own state. And you have all these people like, what? We have a week to figure this out? Yep. That's the NCAA, folks. One week is like one year. One and the same. But I did have a very cool idea, and I can't decide if I want to bring it up here. Well, let me let me uh, let's talk about our first guy who got who out of the Cal athletes, like the the first one that I saw that signed a brand immediately when july 1st hit which was qb1 chase garbers 
right? Yeah. On July 1st, uh, at 5.13 p.m., he tweets out, partnered with Organ, Organ, Organ Clean Products. Uh, Organ Clean Protein, a better tasting, healthier protein meant for everyone. Use this code GARBERS30 at checkout or click the link to go check it out and get the best clean nutrition out there. Sick. <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. It's so awesome uh, to see these guys. It's going to be so cool. Like, And you see all those, uh, all those, like, all those athletes starting to sign with agencies um, just so that they can get some, get some guidance. Like I know a lot of the, not a lot, but there were a few Cal players that signed with Barstool, uh, with Barstool athletes. So there's a bunch of them. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's where we're at now. We're going to start to see this develop even more and more as the season progresses and like heading into the season, right? We're going to see guys sign these deals. We, we still have yet to see like any guys sign with like, Berkeley or Bay Area things, you know. We have, we still haven't seen a top dog sign. That's what I'm saying. What better opportunity do we have as the California Golden Bearcast to get in there and sign someone? <laughs> what? Okay, let's let's think this through. What would you sign them for, and which player would you sign to do that? What are we doing? What 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 is? <laughs> What are we providing, or like, what are what are we signing them to? I want to sign Coin Dang <laughs> to do the intro of this podcast. <laughs> I, I'm a hundred percent positive we're gonna make it happen. So this is just like teasing this out. Oh my god! So I want to offer an undisclosed amount of money to have him do. So we'll have our awesome. I love our, you know, beginning music. Yeah. And then Coin come in yeah. and say, "Welcome to the Bearcast with your hosts, Rob and Andy. Go Bears!" Every episode is Coin Dang. Everyone, I'm, yeah, I'm down with it. Let's make it. We All gotta right. figure out how to make this happen. But I'm, I'm so I, like I'm on like as you said, like the NCAA was just like, "Hey, go figure it out." So like right now, I'm I'm going through this process of all right. So let's say we decided we wanted to do it right, and I guess this is good for the listeners because. They can kind of figure out how this system works as we're trying to figure it out as well. Who do we talk to first? Do we talk to the athletics program? Or do we talk to Coin? I was gonna go straight to Coin. Okay, we go straight to Coin and we ask him. And I was gonna decide. I couldn't decide if we should do it on Cameo and make it just do a Cameo request because then Cameo we cover the See, con- contractual side. Yeah. The the only issue. All right. So here's like the here's like my legalistic side that's coming out um regarding this stuff it's like this isn't a one-off cameo right i know that's my one that's my one thing yeah so he would have to be okay with a one-time fee for us to use his voice for the foreseeable future that's yeah so maybe or, i don't or know what we do oh we i got a better idea or what we do is we sign him to a one-year deal so we use we get to use his voice as the intro for one whole year, basically the twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two like academic athletic season. We get to use coin toys, dude. Okay, let's shoot for the stars. I'm shooting for the lifetime contract. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, Andy is going to work out the contractual obligations between <laughs> us and uh, Coin. Uh, <laughs> I will do that right now (laughs) but in the meantime um like 
how how do you see this progressing? Like, do you think at some point we're going to start? At the NC, I mean, the NCAA is just basically, as you said, just told everyone to figure it out. But are we going are we going to start to see some like restrictions? Or is do you think some programs will start to use this to their advantage? Um, you know, like teams like Florida have already come out and said, if you're a booster for the program, you actually can't sponsor or like, um, you know, use the NIL for like current players. Oh, no. So <laughs> that might have just foiled our plans. That's just for Florida. But what do you think? Like, what are we where is this leading to? Are we leading to like monetary restrictions like you can make this max amount a year um like how are they going to kind of balance it out across the country dude i can't message coin dang this is all for naught. all right i'm booking a cameo request oh my god <laughs> you've lost me dude i totally lost my oh my uh my focus. <laughs> oh my okay i think I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out because like for me, the way I look at it is like, can, you know, if we had, if I, if we had, you know, if you look at our logo, I'm just going to still use the podcast as an example, cause it's a good yeah. one. Um, if you had, let's say our logo and created a bottle and we're like, bring this to every press conference coin, <laughs> we'll pay you bring this to every press conference. We're the exclusive hydration partner of coin day <laughs> we're the hydration partner that only provides him a water bottle like we don't provide him the actual hydration we we're the official hydration medium or the hydration yeah. like uh device <laughs> of coin yeah. day we don't provide the hydration itself it's just the hydration like machine it's kind of perfect <laughs> it's kind of perfect yeah, I don't. So that's what that's what I don't know. Like that's like the that's what I was saying is it's such a it's such a gray area, right? It's like we don't know what's allowed and what's not allowed. Right? I mean, what we do know is like Nike can't come out and say like we're sponsoring Coin Dang. Like they can't do that because it's an Under Armour school, so he's uh, he has to wear the Under Armour stuff. They can't just do that, but. So I'm wondering, like, how this is all going to play out, like, long-term. Okay. I have... Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. Uh... Like, if you're planning it out, if you're planning it out, if you're the NCAA, do you put any rules and restrictions on this, or do you just kind of just let it run its course and, and figure it out, like, as it happens? I'm tagging you in this post. Oh my if god! Not, if that's okay. <laughs> uh, feel free to read that one if you want to read it out loud. That was pretty no, good. Let me, let me find it. But yes, go ahead. Oh my god! He he tweeted at Coin saying, "Yo, man, let me know if we can connect <laughs> on a business-related item." Go Bears, Andy and Rob. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! Ah, uh, this is I'm. I'm like. I hope everyone's enjoying this. I'm, al- I'm also kind of. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, I won't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say this, but basically, we're coming at this so like abruptly, 
we don't even have like a business plan or like a budget of like how much we're gonna spend. Like we're just we're just glo- we're going into this blindly. <laughs> like it's all up here. Oh my, it's all up oh here. God. All right, we'll you talk. We'll talk after we're done recording. But um, as I said, the previous question. So if you're the NCAA, what do you do? Are you just gonna let it run its thing, or are you gonna kind of make like rules as you see this expand? Uh, it you would think it could not be the wild wild west that it is yeah. right now but chase's tweet it's like who's ever heard of this clean protein yeah. that he was sponsored by Orgain? Yeah. what also shout out to them they got a lot of airtime in our yeah. podcast today you know it was a big win for them so it's already working for them and and the, but yeah is how do you control it I think is something that's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah, like before it spirals out of control, right? Right, because it's going to explode the second that the season starts and you have the next Trevor Lawrence. You start to see the emergence of these athletes that you're like, let's do his Cal again, right? Let's, Let's say Garbers explodes onto the scene this year and all of a sudden it's going to be mayhem with people that are going to try especially like i would say bay area companies so what's going to be like i I don't i just don't know like what the rules and regulations are it's like can i as a restaurant owner be like jupiter chase garber's favorite place to go get a post-game drink and pizza (laughs) sliver chase garber's favorite delivery item you know it's like am i able to do that or i don't know I have no idea, but I am very excited. This will mean, right, yeah. jerseys, names on the back of jerseys. Yeah. Has to. Yeah. That is going to be amazing. Well, that so that's the that's the question mark I have regarding that is, like, how does payment happen then? Like, are they just going to pay for, like, in each individual player? Or is it, like, a bulk fee they pay to the university and they just – they just send it out to like all of the players like on a set amount right they just buy the players names in bulk i don't know how that's going to happen but it's possible it's very much possible i mean so here's the the big thing right it's like derek derek king right who's the quarterback for miami the houston transfer i believe he yeah. uh as soon as the nil opened his older brother his 25 year old older brother is his manager um and his he said his uh phone this is in an article from Sports Illustrated. His phone is ringing nonstop. He's trying to take the deals that fit him best. King has been as active as any college athlete on day one of the NIL era. He signed deals with three businesses as well as Dreamfield, the digital marketplace that, helped he, that he helped create and is now part owner of. He signed with College Hunks Hauling Junk Moving Company, Murphy, <laughs> Murphy Auto Group, and The Wharf the open air bar and the event space that he and his UM teammates frequent on off season Friday nights. Boom. There you go. Every single question I just asked was answered. And then this, the deals should net him more than $20,000. He said he received an immediate five figure signing bonus from college hunks. He's also started selling his own branded line of clothing. King says he has no immediate plans for the money. Save it. He quips. He's cheap. Laughs his brother. There's plenty more on the way too. In fact, King's, 
King says he's heard from representatives of at least 50 brands across the country, all attempting to crash in into this new space where suddenly more than 400,000 NCAA athletes are available. Yeah, it's it's the wild, wild west. It's insane. It really is. It's, it's, it's pure insanity. All right, so let me ask you this. If 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 he's if Derek King's able to get twenty thousand dollars in three deals, right? Which Cal athlete over the last ten years do you think would make that or more than that? Uh, like Marshawn. Okay, Marshawn. Yeah. D like Deshaun Jackson was one of the first people I thought yeah, of. Deshaun Jackson probably. He was definitely more. He was definitely more like nationwide than Marshawn was. Yeah. True. And all I mean, obviously you go Rogers or Goff. Mm. Goff would have been a good one because he had a lot of hype that last season that he was gonna be the number one overall uh-huh. pick. Goff has always kind of had that like Peyton Manning type vibe to him. Like a little bit like kind of castable. Yeah. He's I don't ever get to see those commercials because they're probably all down in L.A. Yeah, he's a funny dude. Well, now in Detroit, right? Yeah. Square pie, guys. Go get him. <laughs> Go get your boy. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, you just go big names. Cam Jordan. I think that Cam was bigger in – he was a big name because he played all four years, yeah. and he was – impact player all four years i do feel like he made he would be in a good one locally dude if cheese and stuff which has every single collegiate athlete up on the wall with their like i mean if they're still in business i think they, I think are. they are if they i would be shocked if they didn't sponsor at least like 100 people that's a lot of money to be paying out though i don't know Free sandwiches for life, bro. I don't pay you anything. Just come in and grab a free sandwich anytime you want. Oh my gosh. Dude, don't get me started. I got ideas left and oh right, Rob. Gosh. I will expand. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna open up a consulting. That's business why this free market for all of, this free market is like yeah. insane. Because there's no like there's there's no relative like looking back at like that's the deal, like increased by inflation, like this is what it should be like market wise. Like, are we overpaying? Are we underpaying? Like, is this at market value? We have no idea whatsoever. Whatsoever. Free sandwiches for life. Come on down to cheese and stuff. $3.25. I doubt it's still that price. But it was one dime. (laughs) It was back in the (laughs) mid-2000s. It was. But, yeah, I mean, there has to be some regulation around it in the way that the deal is struck. So it would be helpful for us to go on this journey to see if we could get conceivably a Cal player to do the intro to the podcast. Obviously shooting for coin dang number one and we'll see how that goes. If there's a process, we have to go through an agent and then the agent then would send over a terms of agreement, very similar to how talent is managed on the music side. So we try to book a goldfish for our wedding. We got in touch with the agent, the agent sent us over the contract and then gave us a amount. You know, that is kind of what I would guess it would be. And then it just gets crazy if you have players self-represent yeah, uh, from the legal side. But you're also just going to have this opportunity where, too, where businesses, if you're smart, 
man, imagine you know we went through kind of like the collegiate players that were the obvious ones. Imagine the non-obvious ones, like Patrick Laird or uh, Kenny Lawler, right? Kenny Lawler is such a fan favorite. If we had sponsored Kenny Lawler for four years, I think it would have done really well for our brand. But, you know, and, and so it becomes almost like a hyper-localized execution that will be like super interesting to see how brands kind of decide to play into that. Because you could have a national brand like a cliff bar that has, you know, they have outdoor athletes. So let's use like cliff as an example. And then they have a team that goes out and sponsors those athletes and then does event activation pop-ups. So it could be like, once again, California Golden Bearcast throws a preseason top dog barbecue at X location and Coin Dane's there as our representative of the podcast. <laughs> oh man, the, uh, the possibilities are truly endless, and I, I, I do love it. I do love it. My goodness, we're we're you're diving down into like this path of like, what could we what could we do? Like, how could we get players involved with the podcast, and like at the same time, like help them monetize. Which I think is great. Um, yeah, I love I love the system. It's just they do have to figure out some like rules, not just to not only to protect um, like just the the sport as a whole and like the the group of individuals, but like just to make sure no one's taking advantage of. I think that's the thing for me is like I just don't want any of these players like taking advantage of. Like they signed this contract because they're not signed with an agent and they don't know like how to look over the paperwork and they think it's all good. They sign it and it's like it's terrible conditions right yeah so that's the thing for me it's like how do you how do you manage that how do you create that buffer so that they have to go through some of these like hoops to get to the player um just so that the players aren't taken advantage of uh from a monetary or from a talent standpoint you know they can be like hey we'll give you like you know two grand up front but it's like four years of like showing up to anything they asked you to show up to right contractually like it's a, it's stupid yeah it's stupid so okay so where do you stand and maybe to move this towards wrapping up a little bit we've talked a lot about the impact for the here and mm-hmm. now but i also kind of want to hear your thoughts on the past where do you stand on the things that like are coming out coming out with terrell Pryor or reggie bush in regards to the past violations that they now would like wait. Yeah. That's a very good question. I think uh I think it's also it's somewhat of a case by case basis, right? Because if it's if it's something within the terms of like yeah, I got paid by like this car dealership because I showed up and signed autographs one day. I think that's within like NIL and they should be fine with it. But if it's like a recruiting violation where it's like I got paid off by a coach you know, or like, a, you know, someone else paid me to attend USC or something of that sort. Right. Or I got a, I got a car from, you know, a car dealership as like part of me going to SC. I think that's like recruiting violations. Right. So that, that, sh- that, if that's the reason, then like you shouldn't be reinstated. But if it's like so you're within s- the rules of like the NIL, then I, I think, yeah, of course they should be reinstated. Does that make sense? So you're saying effectively that 
in that case, just to name yeah. it a bit, Reggie Bush, no. And Terrell Pryor, reinstated. Yeah. What did Claret do? Maurice Claret? Was it autographs too? I think so. A lot of these guys, it's autographs. Man. You go. That's was that the three? Like minor, yeah. I mean, like Johnny Manziel had that thing too, right? Like we're like signed, signed some stuff yeah. um, at like a pawn shop. So it's like little things like that. I think those. I think those are fine. I, I, it's like from the get go, like that shouldn't have been too big of an issue. If you just autographed a few things, it's not like it changed the the course of the program or the course of the player. Like picking a university from that. That's where I'm at. What about you? I think I align with you on that. That's smart. I, I, I just don't know. We just don't know so much. So what I think it could come out that I guess I don't know what, how it's going to work with recruiting. Yeah. So if it starts to come out where those type of things are somehow normalized, and it's basically institutionalized what happened with reggie bush but then it just becomes like part of the institution then yeah you have to let it go you have to give him all, give him that stuff back give him the seismic back um i mean that's the and did sc did sc sacrifice the title i think they did i think they yeah they're vac they vacated the o three or or five yeah oh or was 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 o three the, the vince young rose bowl was that o three what a disaster yeah <laughs> i I mean, think the big what a disaster for the NCAA. Just yeah, this is it. I mean, that's the, that's the beauty of the NCAA. I mean, so here's the thing, and here's the reason I think that this does need some sort of like regulation around it because it creates it creates somewhat of an unfair advantage. And some some would say it's a fair advantage because of the location of the university, but I'd say it's an unfair advantage from a sports perspective, just because when you're out recruiting, right, like some random school out in the middle of nowhere will they have the same financial like could you market it the same way right like nil is available anywhere but like cal can come out and say hey look at all these deals with all these like you know silicon valley companies or like companies in the bay area this is our average payout for nil contracts um this is what we can offer if you live in the bay area or like any metropolis city right la the Bay Area, New York, Chicago, Atlanta, like, you know, any of those big cities. But for the smaller cities, like, let's – off the top of my head, the first uh, school that comes is Oregon State, like, in Corvallis. Not a big city at all. Um, like, can they can they compete even with, like, the Oregon that's in Eugene? Or they can, can they compete with Washington and Seattle? Can they compete with, like, Cal and Stanford in the Bay Area or SC and L.A. down in – down in Southern California, just from a financial standpoint, and does that does that already limit the recruits that can they can go after? Because these recruits are now saying, "Hey, I'm willing to move, or I'm willing to go there because I can get a little bit more money, like from my NIL deals, if I decide to to pursue those." Dude, not only like let's take that example, and I want to just speak a little bit further on that. I think it's a disadvantage for Oregon and Oregon State because if you were to compare the amount of just like wealth and simply put money that's in the Bay Area and the competition that exists in the Bay Area, that's going to go to the athletes. Much more so here than in right. Eugene. 
And so I think it actually is a huge gain for yeah. Cal. Because Eugene doesn't have any I mean, Eugene doesn't have what I mean it's not like, yeah, it's not a big city. Yeah. Has from a tech scene. There's no potentially gonna be zero sports teams. And if you get a consumer based tech product that's headquartered out of Oakland, Pandora as an example. Obviously they got acquired, but Pandora as an example. Where do you think they're going to go if they wanted to go down the athlete route? What about, you know, what about two other, like, what about Cliff? Cliff's in Emeryville. That's huge. What about um, Premier Nutrition? Also in Emeryville. Even closer than where Cliff is by a couple blocks. And that's Power Bar. They own that brand. Founded by by Berkeley guys. Or uh, I'm not actually sure if it's a a man or a woman. So it could be. North Face? North Face. I mean, there, there's major brands that also do athlete sponsorship that are in the Bay Area that just are not in Eugene and they're not in Corvallis. And they're not, you know, Washington State will struggle with that. I think, you know, Washington, you have Seattle, so you'd be all right there. Dude, imagine if Microsoft was like, yeah, we want to get into the collegiate sponsorships. Amazon. <laughs> We just wanna yeah, we just wanna throw casual five hundred million at the program and swoop up every single one of them. So I think there is a cap on how much they can earn, right? Isn't there some sort of cap or was that what they were proposing before this? I think was they passed? were proposing that before this was passed, but they don't have that mm-hmm. number yet because how do you propose a number that probably the majority of the country won't ever reach? Yeah. And so and the flip side of that argument is when we were talking about this to begin with a couple of years ago, it's like, all right, so maybe you set a minimum. Can you even guarantee some parts of the country can support that minimum? Like, that's the thing, right? No. So so I do think that there's going to come up time in a few years where a lot of these coaches in smaller markets and, and uh, like, smaller areas of the country are going to be like, there needs to be some sort of regulation to balance this out a bit. Otherwise, yeah, you know, even, like, a guy who would have started for us would rather go, like, you know, be a rotation player at some other university – because they're able to make a couple thousand more, like off the NIL deals, and I'm not that's right. that I'm not guaranteeing that that's the finances that that that's the financial difference. I'm of course this is like arbitrary numbers, but you know yeah. if you are a college student and or if like you know the in the Derek King article right he says here uh, let me read it real quick. Um, uh, where is it? Oh, he says, yeah, he says most, this is an article. It says most of his deals are built around endorsing the three companies on his social media accounts. He may eventually make appearances too uh, and hopes to involve his teammates. While King is comfortable financially, that's not the case for everyone in the locker room. Many of his teammates, in fact, send part of their monthly cost of attendance stipend to their family, some of whom are struggling after ex- with expenses. After rent, King usually has 500 to $700 remaining to live off of the rest of the month. His teammates, some send, some of them send that home. Quote, I don't have to I don't have to do that, but they do, King says. We're trying to find ways to help each other. He's going to look out for his lineman, adds Keyshawn, who's his brother. So that's the that's the reality of of like the, the situation for a lot of these these athletes, right? And if you're an athlete who is struggling financially, um like would you take the extra, you know, you know, five, six hundred dollars that you could potentially make like wouldn't that entice you to to go there um like if you had two universities on the piece of paper and they said their average nil 
is like 1600 and the, you know this other school is saying their average nil is 800 you can be a starter at the 800 com- 800 but you can be like a rotation guy at the the 1600 like you know you have to weigh out your decisions there but that's the that's the decisions and i'm i'm just considering or my my point of view would be it would skew more towards I don't know if I'll become a professional athlete, so I might as well take the money where it is, and I'm still getting a, I'm still getting a, a you know, a, a degree regardless, right? So, yeah. So how do you start to balance out that power to, that gives the other universities a shot? You know, of course there are going to be players that value playing time and being a starter and trying to advance their athletic career more than the money they'll make the, off the field, but for some, like that's just not the case. Yep. Yep. It's going to be very interesting the next, like, you know, two, three years, figuring this stuff out. Hell, even after this year, yeah. after this after this football season ends, like, just looking at the numbers and the financial numbers, it's going to be super, super fun to take a look through and see yeah. where the money was being um, pushed through. Absolutely. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. College hunk, junk removal. <laughs> College hunk, junk removal. I love that, dude. I love it. We're already in. I already know we're in. We're we're so good. Oh my god! Who wouldn't want to be sponsored? Oh my by god! Coin Dang liked the tweet. Oh my god! Hey. He liked the tweet. Oh Let's my go. god! Oh god! We don't even have a business plan, and Andy's like, <laughs> "All right." Anyways, um, I think that's it. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. All right. Well. Before Andy um, does more crazy things on the air, we're going to close out the show. We're going to close out the podcast with our victory cannon. Andy, do you have something for the victory cannon for today? Ah, victory cannon. I did. I know I woke up this morning with something, and now as I stand here today, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. But... Why not end it where we began? Good old Loki. Superb. Superb. Disney Plus series. You know, WandaVision I thought was very good. Uh, I'll save my comments. Damn, I'm doing exactly what I said not to do, huh? 100% a hypocrite. Wow. Well, that's full circle. So back to Loki. If you haven't watched it yet, it's really entertaining. Highly recommend it. And also, Black Widow. Also, highly recommend. I went to two, not one, but two movies in theaters. And it was a blast. Surreal. I saw Black Widow. And I saw Fast 9. Wow. Fast 9 was the best comedy you'll see in at least a year. You know that those movies now just play into their own memes, right? Like, they, they already know, like... They're gonna be mean the hell out of. It's like a, it's somewhat of a joke, but they still do it because it rakes in money, and we still go yep. watch it. Yep. Uh, and I went in theaters, and they're happy. What about you? Um, there's a lot. Um, over the last couple of days, and let me preface this because so there was a statement made by Steve A. Smith about Otani being the face of Major League Baseball, right? On first take a couple of days ago, made waves. I've tweeted about it. Everyone's tweeted about it. Um, everyone was upset. He put out this thing saying that, you know, that's not what he meant. Um, and people were like, you still don't get it. And then he put out an apology statement 
and people are still saying you still don't get it. <laughs> uh, and then June Lee, who's a staff writer on ESPN, um, I love the dude, especially because like his story path of getting to ESPN because of like KBO and all that like happening last year during tw- the pandemic, like it's so crazy. But he went on first take and he was talking about um, just the systematic like how we approach Asian American athletes or athletes of a foreign country in general that play in uh, our American leagues, whether it be baseball, basketball, whatever. Um, and I thought his statement was so poignant. It was so, it was so well said. Um, I didn't like how Stephen A. Smith came out afterwards and was like, turn it around on him again. I hated that part about it, but um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. June's comments, I think were, exactly where i stand and there was it was so beautifully said i don't think there's any other like form of it being said that i could see being better than what he said about the fact um about an asian you know foreigner being like the face of a sport and being so beloved by arguably all fans of said sport so yeah i highly recommend people to go listen to that you can probably find it on Twitter, you can find it on. I think you can find it on June Lee's Twitter, actually, um, and what he said. But he, it was really, great. Really well done. And I only found out about it because of your tweet. So that kind of brought me to. I mean, uh, dude, I'm not gonna listen to Stephen yeah. Smith, but uh, June Lee was great. I think I've seen him on around the yeah, horn. Yeah, he's, he's on around the horn. Possible? Yeah, he. Uh, so fun fact or fun moment was. Um, I think Sarah Spain asked Jun Lee about like why people love BTS, and it wasn't like a an ignorant thing. It was like, please, I want to learn like why people love BTS so much. And he gives like a like a PhD like what's it like uh, report on it about like the Freudian like themes that it goes through in their album and the lyrics and and all that. So if you have time, like go watch that. It's like it was like an off the cuff around the horn that was like during a, a commercial break but they they recorded it um and it's up there and you can listen you can listen to it and see why he thinks you know so many people enjoy listening to bts's music so but yeah he's he's really good i can't uh can't be more proud as a fellow korean american so that's uh that's my victory cannon i think that's it yeah that was, that perfect. was perfect um, you can know where to find us. We're at Golden Bearcast. We have some things planned uh, before the season begins where we might run an entire simulation of NCAA 14 with the Cal roster. And uh, we'll do it live stream. And we'll do it all. We'll have some guests come on like as we're live streaming to talk about you know who we're playing against and uh, some other fun guests. But we're, pl- we're in the planning stage right now. So just be on the lookout for a date for that. Uh, but outside of that... Go Bears! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.